0: What is End Time Ministries really like? What's it like to work here? Today you're going to meet some team members and get a behind-the-scenes look at the inner workings of End Time. Also, Doug sits down for an exclusive video with none other than Joe from New York. So don't miss a second of the End Time Show. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince DeGall here. So happy that you have joined us. I do want to make mention before we get into today's show that Understand the End Time is now available for pre-order. This series explains the prophecies of the Bible in a way that anyone can understand it. So go to endtime.com. Slash ABC or call 800-END-TIME to pre-order today. And when you do that, you're going to get over $350 in bonus content. There's three options for you. You can get the DVD series, you can get the book, or you can get the DVD series and the book. So when you pre-order today, we're going to throw in a bunch of bonus items, including a group VIP video call with Dave Robbins. Pre-order today and be one of the first ones to receive our brand new foundational series when it ships in June, go to endtime.com slash ABC or call 800-END-TIME-TODAY. All right, well, I am very excited about today's show because you're going to meet some team members. Some of them you've talked to many times over the years. Some of them, this will be the first time you've ever heard from them. And we have an exclusive video of Joe from New York, The Joe Show. Doug and Tina, as you know, along with Dave and Jana and several other team members are on their way to Israel And the first stop from Dallas is New York. And so they had a whole day they were spending in New York waiting on their flight. And Doug asked me how close he would be to to Joe's house. And so we looked it up, and he was 20 minutes away. And they got a taxi, and they went to Joe's house, hung out for a little while, and took some video there. So we're going to show you a video uh, in a few minutes here of the real, the actual Joe. And uh, I'll just give you a little spoiler alert. He and I don't have the same haircut, so you want to wait around for that. uh, Make sure you don't miss it. But first, uh, lovely lady here with us. You've talked to her probably if you've ever called in. Uh, Rachel Ramirez, one of our team members here. Uh, We're so glad to have you on the show, Rachel.
1: Glad to be here, Vince.
0: Are you nervous at all?
1: Uh, a little nervous. You weren't nervous earlier, but as the
0: time gets closer, (laughs) uh, things change a little bit. Yes, sir. Now... um, how and what do you do here at End Time? Let's start there.
1: Well, uh, here at End Time, I uh, we have a part of the ministry that I do is the um, uh, prison ministry, which I enjoy very much. Prison ministry. We send out thousands and thousands um, of magazines out to inmates that cannot afford. To buy an End Time magazine, mm-hmm. we do some correspondence. I was reading a letter that came in for Jana the other day um, and uh, how thankful they are and grateful they're not able to afford them. We send them out to them. Uh, a lot of times they get out of prisons and they stay in contact with us. Yeah. They become friends. We find churches for them. We pray with them.
0: Now, you also will take calls, right? So, so people yeah. call in whether they're a partner or a first-time uh, caller. You're answering the phone and getting to meet brand yes. new people and talk to some people for the hundredth time now. Because, because yes. how long have you been here at End Time?
1: Seventeen years. Seventeen, 17 years. That's unbelievable. Yes. But I look so forward to coming to this the place. You're almost a founder.
0: 17 years. Seventeen years. And, 17 years. and yes, so you you know a lot of people that you've built relationships mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. through End Time. Yes. So I know that you're going to pray with people over the phone. Yes. You take yes. prayer requests. Yes. Uh, you help people get the, the book or the DVD yes. or whatever resource that yes. they are looking for. Mm-hmm. You're going to help them walk through that. And mm-hmm. I know that we've heard so many times while people are on tour, they want to know about how's Rachel doing? Oh. Or when we go to a conference somewhere, <laughs> yeah. where's Rachel at? Oh, and, of course, nice. uh, you know, you yeah. you don't typically travel to go to conferences. No. You are at the one here in Garland when we do one or yes. in the local area. but. Now, for the first time, I think, people are actually able to put a face with the name. Yes. So um, you you do all that, but then do you remember how you heard about End Time for the first time? I do.
1: Uh, I heard from the church, uh, North Cities, uh, that End Time people were coming. That's what I remember in my mind. That sounds end like time a scary proclamation. Coming. <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming to, to be part of uh, the church and all, and... Um, of course, hadn't met y'all yet or anything, but uh, I once y'all got here, I was impressed to take some food to where the people were from in time. Y'all were doing some work, uh, and so I thought, well, I felt that you know, in my spirit, and I thought, well, I don't want to go by myself. During that time, I get a phone call. It's Tammy Tucker, and she's having the same idea. Mm. I feel like we should go and see these untime people, you know, something like that. I thought, well, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Long story short, we end up over there with a box of chicken and just dropped it off, you know, to the people that were working, and then I just thought, I want to be a part of this. I have to be a part of this. I started hanging around the place. Uh, Later on, I met Kara, and I just started... Coming in, just just hanging around. And then later on, I think I might have talked to her about maybe coming in. Uh, and she said, why don't you just come in and do some, can I do some volunteer work? She said, yes. And then I've been here 17 years now, Vince. And, and but she allowed me to do volunteer now. volunteer <laughs> work, absolutely. Yeah. And the ministry work, the calls that come in, I love them. The people, mm-hmm. one-on-one with people, even though you don't see their faces, you learn to love them. You listen to them, some of them cry they 'll call crying about a need a situation my my a divorce, my baby died you've i hear i've heard them all mm-hmm. you know we're having a baby your call your day goes from crying to laughing to praying. Sometimes wanting to hang up on somebody. I have to say that one. It's funny, but it does happen. It does happen. But you know, life, it happens. There's desperation out there, Vince. People are desperate. Mm -hmm. We don't have all the answers. But I have a book next to me that I get to open. If somebody needs healing, you can find scriptures on healing and share with them. Mm
0: -hmm. Mostly,
1: I do the listening, and then I go to praying for them. And then they just appreciate that. Yes, sir.
0: What's in time really like? You've got, we've got like maybe 30 seconds to deal with this one.
1: In time really, in time. What's it really oh, like every day Oh, here? my goodness. When I come in, time before I come in, Vince, I reverence this place. I, I have, God is here. I reverence it. I respect it. Uh, the people here are real. This is not no put on show, and I appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. And people out there, they appreciate You know what you guys do here because this is for reals uh i love being here i would i would i've said it before i feel like i should pay y'all for letting me sit on the chair in my desk uh it's it's a real place to be you know y'all are genuine
0: have you ever watched have you watched any of the new understand the end time i
1: have i have why
0: should somebody pre-order that
1: oh my goodness what you first see when you turn the thing on it says end time ministries the title itself gets your attention end time ministries we're living in the end times Mm -hmm. why shouldn't they you know there is you i mean just looking at your door in the morning your window your radio your tv you know if you know anything about the bible you know that we are living in the last days absolutely and uh yeah so yeah
0: well rachel thanks so much for joining us now You have a face with the name. She mentioned Kara. You're about to meet Kara. If you've never met her before, you're in for a treat. Not only is it Irvin Baxter's middle daughter, but it's also my mom. So, no telling what will happen in the next segment. So, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break.
3: In time is not going anywhere.
0: world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com future or call 800 Endtime. That's 800-363-8463.
4: What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about
2: what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you.
0: Welcome back to The End Time Show. Vince Stegall here. So happy you've joined us today. Um, I do want to say right out of the get-go, it was a pleasure to have Rachel on with us. Like I said, many of you have talked to her over the years, and now you have a face to put with the name and the voice. And um, Just show her some love. Type the word Rachel in the comment section and let her know how much you appreciate her. But just type Rachel... And uh, that'll get her attention and she'll really enjoy that. So uh, pleasure to have her on. And then, like I mentioned before the break, uh, first of all, you need to stop and share, okay? Share this video right now because we have an exclusive clip from the Joe Show in New York. So make sure you share this video, comment, um, show Joe some love by sharing it. We are going to go right there. Doug's there in New York right now as they travel to Israel and he was able to stop by Joe's house kind of surprise him there, and then they shot a little video. So let's check it out now.
3: I just wanted to uh, say hi to you, Vince, and hi to everybody out there. Uh, we're getting ready to fly to Israel tonight, but we wanted to come by and make a special visit here and pray with Joe and his uh, lovely wife. And so here's Joe. I'm going to let him talk, and uh, you guys enjoy the Joe show.
2: Vince, hello. How are you? I love you. And whoever happens to see my crazy old face, uh, from this video, uh, I love you. The Lord keeps telling me to love everybody and he's got his hands full accomplishing that in my crazy brain, (laughs) but I love you guys. Uh, I think I've shared part of my testimony. I don't know how much has gone on the air, but, uh, I'm 75 years old. I was born again when I was 30. Uh, It was pretty incredible. I was in a little bedroom. I'm not going to go into too many details. I was 30 years old. I was a suffering alcoholic, broken with no desire to live. I was talking to my ceiling, and I just kept saying, Jesus, if you're real, I need you. There was no Bibles in that room. There was no ministers. There was nobody... Before I got off my bed, I knew Jesus was God and my room was glowing. And from that point on, I've been a spiritual person making probably way too many wrong decisions over the past 45 years. But when the Lord Jesus said to me, Joseph, I love you, that's the greatest thing. I have ever heard and that's what I want to share with you is that draw close to the Lord no matter who you are how you grew up whether it was in a Christian family or a broken household like mine God loves you he proved that he became flesh and blood and bled to death on a cross and then showed everybody by coming out of the grave that he is God and he wants all love what I've learned through my ups and downs is that God is love. And at times, that's difficult for me. To, <laughs> when he tells me to love everybody, at times it's difficult because I see such, such incredible negative and, and, and hatred. And I'm a crazy old Brooklyn Italian. I have to, I have to fight against my, te- my, my temper by the best of my ability. And I understand none of us are gonna reach perfection in this life, but I encourage everyone, love Jesus. Be in the scriptures. There's nothing that's better than that. And spend time alone loving the Lord. He wants our love. And that's about the best thing I can share with you that's in my heart today. And Vince, when you see this, I love you. I saw yesterday you interviewing Pastor Hargrove, another brother with the same haircut as you, I noticed.
0: Joe, <laughs> so, do we really want to talk about hair? <laughs> Man, that hair, look at that. Looks like he's uh, a model for like, I don't even know what shampoo brands there are anymore. I've totally forgotten I've been bald for so long. So, uh, <laughs> Joe, you look marvelous, I should say. Uh, but it's so good that... Uh, To see Joe on video, finally, we've talked to him a lot over the years. He was one of the last callers that Irvin had before he passed away and was such an encouragement to Irvin and our entire team and has been such an encouragement to us over the years. And we certainly love Joe and I'm so glad that Doug and Tina were able to make it to uh, Joe and Barbara's house in New York and uh, connect with them a bit. So keep praying for Joe, keep lifting him up. Uh, type in the comments, pray for Joe, make sure you know that he loves you because he does see this stuff. And uh, honestly, Joe, you look about 20 years younger than I thought you would. You're looking great, brother. So I appreciate you taking some time to meet with Doug and Tina. All right, without further delay, uh, you guys think I have fun with Doug? Well, my mom is on set, which, again, is Irvin Baxter's middle daughter. So she does have the middle child syndrome, and you're going to see that through this conversation. But it's so glad. I'm so glad to have my mom here with us today, and we're talking more about end time from a perspective that many of you perhaps have never heard. So, Mom, Kara McPeak, welcome to the End Time Show. Thank
5: you, and I will say it's not a syndrome; Uh,
0: it's it's a reality. See what I mean? So, So, uh, what what do you remember about the early days of end time?
5: Well, um, I actually started working for Dad. I was his second employee, and I was struggling spiritually. And I walked in one day, and he smelled cigarettes on me. And he said, Carrie, if you're going to work here, you can't smoke your cigarettes. And I said, okay. And I was just so controlled by him, I found another job and left. And then came back years later. Remember what year that was?
0: 80s? It
5: was when Lori still worked for him, so... Yeah, somewhere Probably in there.
0: Probably the '80s, because end time started the year I was born, or the yeah, year I before. I, was about, born. I think it would have been
5: about. I think it would have been about '88 or '89. Yeah.
0: But you were around when he was preaching in churches, right? Th- this is when he evangelized. He'd go around. He and evangelized
5: and preach. way before that, but um, in '94, um, I actually started working here in March of '95. So, okay. it was about a five to seven year gap, somewhere in there.
0: But you were here before the end time, the entity even existed.
5: At that time, yes. You were
0: here when he was, the story he told about writing the book, locking himself, him and Judy in the office and writing the book. Right. What do you remember about those days? Because, you know, I often think like people, his friends might think he was crazy, stuff like that, because he was saying stuff that went against the grain.
5: The thing that stood out in my mind the most was everywhere we went, he talked about prophecy. I mean, we fell asleep. That never
0: it, changed. No, we
5: <laughs> fell asleep in booths at truck stops listening to him talk about prophecy. And um, I
0: joke that uh, that my oldest son, Brady, I, I joke that I told him, Hey, did you see Brady started walking? And uh, he went, Yeah, that was awesome. And it reminded me of when Trump signed that peace plan. <laughs> He'd always shift it to prophecy.
5: Always. And, um, I mean, that's what I remember the most. And, you know, coming home every day, and he always had his Bible open. And he was always researching, researching, researching. And um, of course, he was a fabulous preacher on many subjects, but prophecy was definitely his candy stick. So I grew up around that.
0: And you've been, you so 94, you said, is when you came back?
5: Actually, um, in March of 95 is uh, when is when I came back to work for him.
0: And since you were like one of a few employees, that means that you've pretty much done everything there possibly could be to do here at End Time.
5: Yes. Uh,
0: What all have you been involved in?
5: Well, the first day I started, he said, I want you to do anything that Jana tells you to to do. Yes. And I was so desperate to be in a spiritual environment. I was like, okay. So the first thing, they had three stacks of invoices. This is barely computer age. And they said, we need you to call all the contacts on these invoices and try to collect.
0: This is back when we would do... uh,
5: Mom-pa bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. churches, churches that, would buy stuff and churches them, that didn't have a lot of money which we and, don't do anymore right so we had built all these bookstores and all these churches and i called and one bookstore said well let me go in the back room and see if i can find the book you're talking about what was the name of that again a message for the president and so their bill was 124 minus 50 percent sixty two fifty and i was trying to get that 62.50 out of them and um and the churches that we had built trying to get the pastors to remember what they had ordered in the last few years and so finally... That stack
0: was neglected for a while.
5: Oh forever. <laughs> so um, I ended up collecting over $100,000 so I was proud of that and I felt like God helped us and but the rest just became a write off so yeah. if you got any extra money you can make up the difference today.
0: <laughs> There's the middle child coming out of her. Uh, so you were around and through... Uh, the year 2000 when all that bu- Y2K buzz? Um. I first
5: started out doing what I just told you, and then I kind of went into um, the marketing phase, trying to help market dad's books to get him interviews on radio stations. And um, so I started doing that, and then one day he was like, Hey, you want to be my co host? And back then it was politics and religion, or actually, I didn't even call it that yet, it was a half hour weekly. Uh-huh. And um, I was like, Sure. So, you know, 20 minutes before the show, he would tell me what the subject was, and I'd hurry and research something so I could ask some questions that made sense. And then I would also read a testimony or somebody that wrote in and became his first co-host, and then one day somebody else came to visit, and I said, oh, my word, that guy's his co-host. He's perfect, and it was Eddie Sachs at the time. So,
0: so what was the Y2K buzz about? Uh, like, how was that? Because I know that many prophecy teachers proclaim that that was the end of the world and
5: well dad did what he always did he researched it he called every major power electrical supply company that he could and and questioned them on could this really happen and they assured him with proof that it could not happen and so he was only the only one that I know of that wasn't tooting that horn and so it really gave us um, you know it validated that yeah. he 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 speaks what he knows
0: yeah and then 9-11 happened shortly after that what was that like the day after 9-11 was
5: crazy that was was crazy. we had to hire eight new data entry people um because we got so many calls and so many orders it was just it was nuts yeah and
0: and and so like through the years you've been here when there were highs and lows and crazy events happen in the world and
5: well after i was his co-host i became his shipper Because back then, we only had 10 orders a month. And so when we went on the air, orders started increasing. And so we did an official shipping department, and I started that. And I kept shipping all these products to conferences, and it would all come back, and it was a hot mess. And uh, my dad would walk into the church and say, who can we put over the product table? And he'd say, oh, Sister So-and-So would be good. (laughs) And then I'd get 25 phone calls. Now, what do I write on the check or... You know, they'd ask me, to, and it was the knuckle buster days. And so yeah. we had a mess when it would come home. And Dad would stick all of his clothes into these tubs, that three 70-pound tubs is what we would ship. And then he would try to protect the product when it came home on the airplane. And so one day I said to him, or he said to me, you could sell a bathing suit to an Eskimo. And I said, really? Then why aren't you taking me with you to conferences to sell this product? Because you're only... Selling about six or eight hundred dollars of the three or four thousand I'm sending, he goes. Do you think you could sell enough to pay for your flight and your hotel? And I'm like, really? Try me. So <laughs> I started traveling with him in '99, and I traveled with him till he died. So,
0: so for 21 years.
5: And the first conference I did, I think we sold around three or four thousand. So, he never questioned me again about that.
0: <laughs> um, what's it been like seeing? Because because you had a inside scoop on things with Irvin and Judy being your parents so you've known when things were very very rough yes you've known when they put everything on the line to keep in going they put one
5: car mortgaged one car three different times and they put liens on their homes to get another magazine mailer out praying it enough came back in to pay that off mm-hmm. and um you know there's I was there times when they had to sit down and calculate how far they could go into debt to do something new or launch something uh, and still keep his good name in our community. Because, you know, a town of 30 to 40,000, everybody knew when things were up, when things were down. So Mm -hmm. um, it was, I I never took it for granted that he was my dad, though, and and my mom was my mom. They were, um, I knew it was a privilege, and Mm -hmm. I knew that, I mean, I don't want to compare it to. Being the kid of Mary and Joseph, but sometimes it felt that <laughs> oh. way to me that what they did was so valuable mm-hmm. and so important to the kingdom of God that how in the world am I his daughter? And um, I didn't appreciate that till probably after age twenty six.
0: Hmm. What What's some some highlights over the years from your perspective that you think people should know about?
5: Well, when the flip chart came out, uh, that Uh-oh. was like. A big deal.
0: Are you going to talk about your YouTube video or no? Uh,
5: I can. <laughs>
0: no, you don't have to, but I thought that's uh, where you're headed. <laughs>
5: no, I wasn't. But when the flip chart came out, um, it was such a high quality piece, uh, but it was very expensive to print. It was like thirty some dollars to print. And we're selling it for sixty bucks, yeah. so we weren't making a lot of profit. But the beautiful animated graphics on there. What people don't know is, Dad drove to Indianapolis to buy a Apple. The fir- one of the first Apple deals that does graphics, and he meets a man there that knew how to make beautiful graphics. And that is the man that ended up doing our whole flip chart. And Dad sat with him many, many, many hours. Do this, do this, move that, change this. And that's how the flip chart was created. And Dad couldn't even afford to pay the printing job for the for the flip chart. Yeah, and tell
0: them that's, that's a pretty miraculous story. It is a miraculous and story. And you've got like, mm- Forty seconds.
5: Well, it was sixty thousand dollars the printing bill, and Dad didn't have six thousand dollars. So he, we were all praying. We asked him for X amount of days, and they said, No, you got to pay it net thirty. And so they called I think they called Jan and they said, oh, We have a problem. Our we've only printed X amount of your flip charts, and our machines broke down. This has never happened before. This machine is very reliable. It's a massive machine. It does huge jobs all the time. And uh, we're going to go ahead and ship you what you got, but we'll have to wait on the rest. We're like, okay. And so in the meantime, um, Dave and Jan and some other people went to uh, one of our big conferences and held flip charts and flipped them and showed them and sold so many. And it became a it became a big item, and they ended up selling enough to pay the bill before they could fix the machine.
0: And they never billed us until after they fixed the machine. That's right. So kind of a miracle there. It was a big miracle. Kara's going to stick around for another segment, so don't go anywhere. We'll get into more of her perspective, being the middle daughter of the Baxters. So we'll be right back.
3: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here. We're so happy you have joined us. We started with having Rachel on the show, who's been a longtime team member here at End Time. We showed you a clip with Doug and Joe from New York, which was delightful. And now we have... My mom, who has helped build End Time to what it is today, also uh, Irvin's middle daughter. And so we're kind of going through um, memory lane on the Baxters and End Time and bouncing all over the place on the story. So let's just bounce ahead to right now. Um, You've been an integral part in understanding the End Time for at least the last two versions of it. I don't know if you were involved in the ones before, but um, this particular version that's now available for pre-order, Uh, What do you think about it and why should people pre-order it?
5: Well, um, you know, Dad had huge shoes to fill. And I really feel like Dave and and you and Doug have filled those. And Dave has taken on all of this information that my dad accumulated for over 50 years um, and has absorbed that and is doing very well uh, implementing the message, you know, through the book, through the videos, and even at conferences. So. If you haven't booked a conference with Dave, you should do so because um, he's doing a great job. And um, so I, I definitely think, understand the end time, the new one. You get Dave, which, you know, a lot of that material that he's presenting is stuff he learned from dad. But he's also adding all new uh, prophecies, new fulfillments, taking out the old. You know, the dead pope is gone now. Yeah. And so, um,
0: Which we didn't have anything that proclaimed anything about that pope specifically, but we did mention him by name. And obviously, he's not the Pope now. So we've kind of uh, made an effort to generalize some of that. So,
5: But one of the commitments we all have is we're never going to forget my dad. And he's always going to be a part of this ministry. And so Dave's like, we've got to put clips in there of the prophecies that God revealed to him. Mm-hmm. And so he's intertwined all through there. And the first time that video come up and I saw him on there, and I just wasn't expecting it to already be in there. Yeah. And it was just like hit me in the gut because dad hadn't been dead that long. and. So um, it's really special uh, that how he's involved. But the first time it came out was the flip chart and the manual. And I had been backslid away from God for 10 years. And a lot of people have heard about that. So when I got I've back... Not,
0: never got to hear your version, though.
5: Well, when I got back in, I knew that I needed to be busy for God because I had an agenda every night for the devil. Quarter night beers, Thursday night thunder, Friday night, you know, uh, whatever was going on in my area. And um, so I was like, Dad, I've got to stay busy for God. So I started teaching Bible studies. I had three Bible studies a week that I taught. And uh, one of them that I went to, I was using the flip chart and the manual. We didn't have VHS even at that point. And so in the flip chart as I'm or in the uh, manual, as I'm reading the important points, I started highlighting them in yellow. And then I would number them in the order that I'd highlighted them. And then I would write a question on post-it notes with the answer... The highlighted area was the answer and that's how our first Q and A come out in understand the end time level one at the time is what it was called. And um so then after that, hey, can you do some more Q and A's? So after that I was dad would do the outlines and then I would do the Q and A's off the outlines. Now we do the outlines and the Q and A's a lot of you know, help with that. But um it was a huge job but I won several souls to the Lord through that through the manual and um so it was uh It was a blessing to be involved in that.
0: You alluded to um, your time where you were not walking with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're happy to talk about some of that. There's a lot of details I know we won't cover today. We don't have enough time to cover all the details. It's kind of how I came about. Yes. Um, So (laughs) I know we're not going to go that far back, but uh, what about that would you want to share today?
5: Well, I was a sixteen year old girl and got involved in a relationship uh, that I should never have gotten involved in, but you and Micah came out of it, so i wouldn 't trade you for nothing
0: i 'm thankful for it yes,
5: <laughs> I am too, um, but in the meantime, I worked in a lot of different restaurants because I had eaten out growing up, been in a pastor 's home, and the evangelists would come in and you 'd take him out to the truck stop and um, so well, in our
0: in our town, the truck stop might have been the only place open <laughs> by the time church <laughs> exactly. got
5: exactly. But um, anyway, when we would um, go out, I would think, why didn't they bring the ketchup with the french fries? That's ridiculous. Why didn't they bring the A1 with the steak? You know, Why didn't they bring the straws with the drinks? And so my first interview for a waitressing job, the man goes, why do you think you should, I should hire you as a waitress here? I said, because I know when you take out the french fries, bring the ketchup, and I know. He was like, you're hired. So that was my first waitressing job. And so while um, I was out for 10 years, of course, We had a lot of details in between there that dad tried to help me get back to God. And um, so the very last one, he went on a 40-day fast because he was like, God, there's one. I don't ask you for much, but there's one thing. I cannot stand the thought of my daughter burning in hell forever. You've got to save my baby. And God said, go on a 40-day fast and only drink water, and I'll save her. So I was waitressing at a restaurant, and him and mom would come in two or three times a week. They'd walk in, and I'd say, Chicken stir fry salad with ranch and an uh, unsweet iced tea. And every time they'd say, yes, yes. So all of a sudden he says, mom said yes. And dad said, just water. I was like, of course, you know, I grew up with my dad fasting seven days, five days, 21 days. And so after week three, and he, he was saying, just water. He'd come in and sit while mom ate. And just sit there and look at me with his big, dear, melted, watery looking eyes that would melt your heart and grip your stomach, you know, and it's like, what is going on, so I remember they were there in the, in the restaurant, and I go back, and I call my sister, Jan, and I said, sis, what's wrong with dad, she goes, what do you mean, and I said, he keeps coming in the restaurant and saying just water, she goes, oh, yeah, he's on a fast, I said, oh, really, what for, because I always knew he had a purpose, she said, for you, and I felt like a bowling ball just sunk down the bottom, pit of my stomach, and, um, I remember from that fast, things started to change. The things of the world weren't pleasing me anymore. Um, it took about, a, my dad thought I would get saved uh, that night, or that, that at the end of his fast. He invited me to revival. It was the last night of the revival, and he was leaving for a conference the next day. And um, the two Saturdays before, I'd been to a party where a, a, a girl tried to kiss me. And I shoved her away, but... I always knew the voice of God, but I heard this voice say, you should try it. Men aren't satisfying you anymore. And it was like this steely edged voice. And I shook my head and kind of shook it off. And I was like, what? And he said it again, you should try it. Men aren't satisfying you anymore. And the same exact thing happened the next Saturday. And the Sunday after that was the last day of the revival that dad invited me to. And I went to, and it was a man there that was a, like a prophet and kind of, gave people messages from God. I thought if he calls me out in front of everybody and says anything to me, I'm out the back door. (laughs) So at the end of the service, he didn't do that. But at the end of the service, uh, he he walked up to me and my sister was standing there and he said, sis, God gave me a word for you, but I didn't want to tell you in front of everybody. He said, would you mind if I share it with you? And I said, sure. He said, God told me to tell you that if you don't get right with God, you're going to be a lesbian. And I I lost my breath because I hadn't told anybody about this girl the last two Saturdays or that voice. And uh, which I knew was the voice of saying I'd never I'd always been interested in men, <laughs> there wasn't an issue there. And um so after that night I really started praying in my own time and uh things I things I was doing, I stopped doing some of them. Uh, cigarettes were grossing me out, alcohol wasn't getting me high it was just on and on. Things started changing for me after that, after that night. And I knew that God was having mercy on my soul and giving me another chance. And of course, my dad and mom always believed in unconditional love and always helped me. They'd come move me back home or help me get an apartment and help me buy a new wardrobe so I could look decent because I never looked decent (laughs) um, during that time period. But um, anyway, uh, so it's a major privilege that I've actually worked here 29 years and three months so oh, on this last I mean, stretch. Days. I don't know about that, but <laughs> March 5th. But anyway, since March 5th. But um, anyway, I'm very, very thankful for uh, the privilege. And I've gotten to do a lot of things right now. I do a lot of the uh, final um, proofing, editing, images, video stuff, working with the, the different designers. So it's,
0: Pr- it's pretty much everything that you see uh, or read from End Time has basically gone through you at some point in the process
5: well I knew dad so well we traveled together I mean I drove him everywhere anything at 300 miles or less or flew with him and so we had many conversations and I knew what he liked and I and he he said I was his eyes and so um, he wanted to make sure that if I didn't like something I would come and talk to him about it and he he knew that so I kind of was kind of was that person so it's been a great journey and both my kids work here my husband works here
0: Your husband was supposed to be here today. Yeah, he's a little shy.
5: (laughs) Yeah, he's a little shy, but he does have the same haircut as you.
0: uh, Yeah, it's like we need to tone it down on all the bald guys. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Um, If you could pick one thing to tell our audience about uh, in time, what would it be?
5: Well, I know for a fact that we are spirit led and that we want to do whatever Jesus wants us to do and that we try to stay or we do stay um you know our goal is to follow the cloud and to um you know try to follow the spirit on what we should do what we should what uh products we should bring out you know what conferences we go to we, whatever god wants us to do is uh what we try to do and um you know the unity the family it's it's we're like a family and so um you know i would say just the daily I mean, when you realize that the United States, Great Britain, Germany, all of these countries were written about in the Bible before the countries were ever discovered, that's lesson one of understanding the end time. That's what changed my whole perspective because I got sick of hearing about prophecy. But when I read that first chapter, it's like everything clicked for me that I'd heard Dad say all those years that I got tired of hearing about. It was like, Wow. Now, that would make an atheist believe in God. This lesson could change an atheist in an hour. And I believe it can change a lot of people. Uh, you know, just that first lesson. But when you watch that first lesson, you've got to watch the second one. Mm-hmm. got to watch the third one. And um, all 14 lessons are so vital that, uh, to me, understanding the end time, like Dad said, if you don't have that information down, it's like walking through... Uh, a military field and a minefield, you mm-hmm. know, without, without, without that direction. Yeah. yeah. Without that direction. Um, it's a scary world. It's a very scary world. And without what our knowledge, you know, God's knowledge that's in the Bible and in current events, um, it's, it's a scary place to live if you don't have that comfort.
0: Yep. And when you do, it no longer becomes scary. Uh, you can have hope, peace, and understanding and be able to navigate these times and, This is one reason why you need to pre order Understanding the End Time at slash ABC. But also, we stream these lessons on End Time Plus. One is releasing every single week. So you can go to slash new. There are already, I believe, four episodes released. So you can go there and watch that today at slash new. If you're already a subscriber, it's free to you. If you're not a subscriber yet, you can start today for free at slash new. Check it out. Um, we have like just over a minute left, so you don't have a lot of time left, what, what do you want to leave?
5: If you have never shared Understanding the End Time or taught a Bible study, that should be your goal after today. Is You don't have to know all the information. You can put the DVD in and hit play um, and share it with people. We have outlines, we have quizzes, we have answers. Um, and and you then can, in
0: time plus, you don't have to put the DVD in.
5: Exactly. I can tell I'm 56, um, but you can go into Starbucks, you know, flip open your laptop or whatever you have there, and you can show it to a group. And there are people that I know of that started in Starbucks with one person and ended up having about 25. I know personal stories like that. So.
0: A hey, Gene from City Turf is a regular listener, and he wanted to give you a shout out. Um, Hi, Gene. So comment right now if you're watching Kara, K-A-R-A. Hi, Kara, for you. Oh, boy. Here we go. All right. We're going to a break because of that. Uh, Comment Kara, K-A-R-A. Let her know how much you enjoyed her being on the show. We'll be right back after this break.
6: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room.
0: Welcome back to the End Time Show, Vince Steagall here. So happy you've joined us today. We're doing a behind-the-scenes look at End Time to some degree. We've talked to Rachel, a 16-year team member here at End Time. We showed a clip of the uh, from Joe in New York, who's been a longtime listener. Doug is on his way to Israel with his wife Tina, and of course, Dave and Jan are there as well. And they were in New York, so they stopped by Joe's house. It's kind of like a surprise, and we're able to capture a clip. If you weren't able to see that. Make sure you go back in the archives and watch that. It's about the, I think, uh, maybe the 12-minute mark or so. Um, And then we had my mother, Kara, who is Irvin Baxter's middle daughter. We had her on for the last two segments. And now it's my pleasure to introduce Landon Medlock. Landon. How's it going? Welcome. You're not used to being on this side of the camera? No,
4: no, I am uh, less comfortable on this side of the camera. Are you nervous? No, I'm not. I was more nervous about getting people switched in and out between the breaks (laughs) than I am right now. Well, that's good. Uh, Uh, What do you do here besides being behind the camera? Yeah, so um, uh, I uh, edit videos um, for the the, the weekly TV show, um, and I do uh, several other editing uh, of videos. And then um, one of the main things that I do is I, I run the daily show or the end time show. Uh, setting up cameras and making sure everything gets gets ready to go. So so if yeah. there's a mistake, if there's a mistake, now there's a face. With yeah, the mis- if there's a mistake, it's <laughs> normally me. You're like uh, the sound <laughs> guy at church, you know. <laughs> yeah. When
0: it's going good, nobody says anything. When it's going bad, <laughs> everybody you looks get the at credit. You, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so you're one of those guys. Yeah,
4: yeah, and that's okay. That's I'm okay with being that guy. How long you been here? So I've been here almost two years. Um, uh, it'll be two years in September, I believe. What's that like? It's awesome. Um, Are you just saying that because you're on camera? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it really is uh, fantastic to work here. I, um, you know, I tell people all the time, I get paid to pray. Um, you know, the first hour. That's of thing we do. Yeah, first hour of our day, um, we we pray and we uh, we have devotion, and uh, that is you know one of the most amazing things uh, in a job. Um, <clears throat> I uh, you know I came from. Uh, a local police department, um, and it is a stark difference uh, between daily work at the police department and here. Um, but uh, yeah, actually yesterday I was praying, uh, and I don't know if my, like, my spirit knew what was going to happen today or what, but I was praying and I just felt, you know. Because you weren't supposed to be here today. No, I was not supposed to be here today. Um, <laughs> in this, in this yes, seat. Yes, my sure. boss was actually supposed to be in, in, in this seat, but um, I'm gladly filling in. <laughs> Uh, but I was praying glad. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sli- uh, forcefully glad. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and I was telling the Lord that uh, you know I would like for Him to never open the door for me to be on the end time show. What? Uh, but yes, because I, you know, I, I, I um, I'm very, uh, uh, very much of a jokester. And when I get nervous, or it, it's it's a defense mechanism for me, and I start joking around. Um, and I know that, uh, some people don't like that on the End Time show. That's and so, true. you know, I'm, I'm like, I'll I, start I can Start forwarding you my hate mail. Yeah, and I can hear, I can hear the calls and the emails that are going to come forth that are like, this guy shouldn't even work for End Time, let <laughs> alone be on the TV show with all of his jokes. But, hey, what
0: yeah. word do you want people to comment to show you some love? You need some love. <laughs> uh, yeah. Landon's too uh, hard yeah. to smell. They might, to spell. They might call you
4: Brandon yeah. or something. Yeah, well, that happens all the time. How uh, about that? How about comment? Yeah, comment Brandon. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to keep going on that, but yeah, just come Good to idea. <laughs> yeah. Good idea. Uh,
0: do you remember how you originally heard about it in time?
4: Yeah, so it actually um, started with my older brother. Um, his, his oldest son, uh, when he was a baby, he had a medical condition, and it kind of rocked their world. Um, and so it started him on a journey of searching and uh, really studying God's Word and seeing it for himself and not just taking what... Uh, people have told him, and uh, he uh, stumbled upon brother Baxter because uh, he just randomly googled in the end times and uh, Brother Baxter was one of the first things that popped up, and he started watching his uh his material and uh really started studying and seeing for himself that this is what scripture what Brother Baxter was teaching was what scriptures actually said um, and so he started telling me about it, and uh you know I was like <laughs> okay. Now this is uh, You guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah you guys are nuts. <laughs> uh, cuz I was pre-trib and uh you know I I w- I thought I knew everything cuz I had read all of the uh, Left Behind series. Okay. Um and so uh you know I was like this, uh, this is guy this a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no it's not a shout out for <laughs> Left Behind. Um you know I thought uh, this guy doesn't know any any more than in what Tim LaHaye knows. You know, Tim LaHaye knows everything. Um and so uh I, I I watched a little bit and then kind of uh, was like, eh, you know, I'm fine. And then uh, <laughs> a few years later, uh, I started uh, really uh, watching it again, and it was like... It, so th-
0: was this when you were in, because you lived in Tennessee. Yeah, so, yeah, this
4: was when I lived in Nashville, okay. um, and I ended up moving, uh, well, my brother ended up moving to Texas um, to follow Brother Baxter, and we really, like, at that point, we were like, okay... You guys are, cool yeah, it. yeah, you guys are going into a cult and you need to stop. Um but here I am on the end time show. <laughs> so uh but uh are we a cult? Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um You're allowed to yeah, leave this I'm building? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes I am. All right, that's another joke. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um but yeah, no, it's uh it is a wonderful place to work and and, and really understanding the scriptures and what they actually say. Uh, and hearing what Brother Baxter had to say and, and being open to it, because I wasn't open to it at first. Starts um, with self-honesty, like it, we learned yesterday. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, I do definitely have the sense of humor key to growth. But uh, I was like, well, that one's easy. I, you know, I can do that all day. Um, but uh, So you moved yeah. to Dallas, and is that when you gave End Time a second chance? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I started going to North Cities with my brother, because that's where he went to church, and that's where End Time was going to church. Um, and then I started meeting you guys and saying, "Oh, these guys are not they 're not as weird as I thought they were um, in and some cases yeah, in some cases i 'm um, <laughs> not going to name any names, but I feel attacked I, yeah no, no you 're <laughs> fine you 're fine, um, but uh, I ended up going to uh, a Bible study and and watching the understanding of the end time uh, and and just loving it and you know now I lead an understanding the end time Bible study. Um, I'm actually taking over Doug's Bible study while he's in Israel. Oh, boy. Uh, so, if you were wanting to come to that Bible study, uh, go to slash Plano. All the information's there. Wait two weeks until Doug comes back, and then you can come to the Bible study. But, <laughs> no, you're doing it every <laughs> yeah. week, right? It's going to be there. I mean, we'll be here. Okay. But it, you know, you can wait until Doug comes You'll back. You'll have a great time with Landon. Yeah. Um, so,
0: you gave Endtime a second chance, started watching the material, and felt good about it. Mm hmm. And you and I became connected through the church, and uh, you started telling me stuff about, um, well, we talked about a lot of things. And some of it we (laughs) can't get into on the air, because... um, We'll be uh, censored. We'll be censored, but also, um, well, people, well, we'll just leave it at that. Um, And so, you started telling me ideas, like, how you felt like one day you would hope to work in yeah uh do certain things and how you would love to help in time and yeah. and all that and that was probably 3 or 4 years before you actually even started here
4: yeah absolutely and we uh um we actually had like a uh an interview uh for my boss's job uh before he uh uh, he got the job, and uh, and I look back and I'm like, man, I'm glad I did not get his job. Like <laughs> he knows way more well, than you know, I do. You know that job was not yeah. even the job he's doing now. I know. Remember? Yeah, so. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, I I had a lot of uh uh and still had a lot of ideas for things that I could see that End Time could do, um, you know, with with children's content and uh, and with uh, with certain things. Uh, you used to you
0: tell know. me about. I think it was, was it anime or yes, yeah, okay, yeah. Which yeah, I'm some, like, some, yeah. Yeah, now some, who's the crazy yeah, one? I know,
4: exactly. Um, but uh, but it is a good tool. It's a, you know, an There's a lot of series. people who love that. Yeah, uh, I'm not one of them, yeah. but there's a lot of people that do. There are, and there's way see, more than you
0: think. Uh, could you see Anime Irvin? <laughs> uh, you know, I had
4: literally never thought about Anime Irvin, but okay. uh, I think that that needs to be <laughs> a it thing. It has a, there's yeah. a ring to it. Anime Irvin does have a ring to it.
0: Um, so you are on the creative team. Mm-hmm. You help with all sorts of Tasks from video editing to graphic design to all sorts of things. You have been, to some degree, part of this Understanding the End Time project. Mm -hmm. You've at least observed things um, in meetings and different things like that. So what's been your, I guess, perspective of this project that has taken, boy, I mean, it's been over a year. But there's a lot of work involved, as you know. So kind of speak to that for a little bit.
4: Yeah, it's uh, it has been a ton of work, um, but it is absolutely worth it um, to see um, the updated graphics and to see the uh, the the new proofs that are in there that uh, hadn't happened when Brother Baxter first uh, filmed the Understanding of the End Time, um, and it really it really does captivate you. And and uh, Doug had always said, you know, like when uh, at the end of his Bible study, like every single time, people applaud. Yeah, and he's like, "It's it's." I've got a video yeah, of this. Yeah, the, the new version. Yeah, the yeah. new version. Yeah. And uh, I've had that happen several times in my Bible study, and I'm like, you know, that I mean, that speaks for itself. That you know, people are. This happens so, like on Star Wars movies. Yeah, I know. It yeah, on yeah, the, <laughs> the scroll is going, <laughs> yeah. and people are clapping, and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's happening for understanding the end time, but um, it's it is definitely, um, it's it's definitely awesome.
0: If you could pick uh, one thing to tell our audience about end time, what what do you think that would be?
4: I would say that um, the one thing would be um, if you are on the fence or haven't given end time a chance, like I did when I first uh, first heard about it. Uh, give us a chance <laughs> and uh, let us let us show you through God's word uh, what. Uh, the prophecies actually mean, um, and uh, you won't be disappointed um, because I, I wasn't disappointed and I was expecting to be disappointed, um, but uh, yeah, I would say give us a chance and let us, let us show you what, what you have been missing in your life.
0: Well, you know, part of what we're called to do is to help guide people. Yeah. Um, you know, we use prophecy, but we have hundreds <coughs> of hours of content that's not prophecy related, and yeah. we'll have more of that as we move forward. Um, What God has called us to do is help lead and guide folks to a greater relationship with him. Amen. We do that through prophecy Mm -hmm. every day on this show, of course. Um, But that's not all that we're about. You know, we want to connect people to local churches. Mm -hmm. We're not just a TV ministry. Yeah. We believe you ought to be involved in a local body of believers. And uh, if you want one like we believe, we'll give you one. So go to endtime.com. Slash contact and fill out the form there. We'll connect you with a local group that believes like End Time does. Um, So be sure to do that. But that's part of our purpose. And it's it's not just proving some other minister or ministry wrong. That's Mm -hmm. not what we are about. You know, we want to tell people, there's Jesus. yeah, And we want to help you get to there.
4: Yeah, and we want to help you grow. Yeah, You know, we don't want to just help you get to Jesus. Yeah, We want to help you grow in your walk with Jesus. Well, I'm sure you've seen
0: new people that... Have never even opened the Bible yeah. before come in and grow, but you 've also yeah. seen people who have been saints for fifty years right. come in and they grow as well right. yeah so that 's that 's what we 're about here
4: yeah, and uh, I would say that uh stick around because uh, we 're definitely expanding, and there 's a lot that's coming, um, that 's coming that we 're pretty excited about, and I think you will be excited about too that 's not only going to help you grow uh, Spiritually, but help you grow um, uh, physically with your your mind um, and it's going it's going help you become a well rounded uh, Christian
0: what if they already feel like they're a well rounded Christian?
4: Uh, oh man, then they should be They're in heaven. Already, they yeah. should be in heaven. They're uh, yeah. caught up. Any yeah, moment. they should. Yeah, they'll, they'll be raptured any <laughs> second. Uh, but yeah, if you're if if you feel like you're well around a Christian, then you should do some self honesty and, and look at yourself. Keep growing. Well, yeah, Len, growing. thanks
0: for coming on, getting on this side yeah. of the camera. Absolutely. I know it was
4: uncomfortable, but you did a great
0: Larry. job. <laughs> yeah, and I you. know that everyone out there have loved seeing you and also the other team members that have been here. And of course, it's nothing like having Joe on the show for the first time. And boy, did that hair look oh, it magnificent! Fantastic. Fantastic. He looked marvelous. All right, well, thanks for joining us for the End Time show. We'll be back here tomorrow, three p.m. Central Time. Don't forget to go to endtime.com/abc to pre-order "Understand the End Time" today, and also go to watch.endtime.com and you can stream it right now on demand. So go there today. We'll see you here tomorrow.